If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Beyond the Paper Gown, hosted by Dr. Mitzi Krakover, helps people think critically about women's health issues, encouraging them to question and explore the complexities of healthcare systems, scientific advancements, and societal norms. There's a really cool episode that you should check out called Midday Menopause App. And that's about how AI and sensor technology can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome to this episode of Better with Dr. Erica. This episode focuses on eye health, dealing with career and life pivots, along with having a positive mindset. And guess what? It features Dr. Charlotte Accor, who is a board-certified pediatric ophthalmologist, yeah, that's a mouthful, certified medical auditor and real estate investor. It's so easy to pay attention to other areas of your body and neglect your eyes. So no matter your age, your eyes and your overall wellness are still going to be important. So you want to tune in to the last moment. In addition, Dr. Charlotte has a way of making this stuff all so exciting. So questions this episode will answer. What is the difference between an ophthalmologist, optometrist, and optician? What are misaligned eyes and why do they even matter? How does real estate help build a legacy? Can you use building healthy habits as a tool for connection? What are some gratitude and mindset hacks? What are some things that they don't tell you about the healthcare system? Also, this episode is filled with shareable moments. So let me tell you how we do it in Better Nation. Post your favorite quotes or points on social media with the hashtag Better Nation. Can you tell that I'm excited about this episode? (laughs) Yes, I am. So let's go ahead and get to it. On to the show. Hey, y'all, it's Dr. Erica here, and welcome to this episode of Better with Dr. Erica. I am your Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist and integrative lifestyle coach. But remember, I might say your, but it's kind of like the your in air quotes, because unless you are paying me specifically to be your psychiatrist, I am not your psychiatrist. So remember that this podcast is just for some educational and inspirational purposes only, I'm not your doctor, but you knew this. So let's go ahead and get it started. I'm super excited about my guest today. I know I say I'm excited a lot, but I'm really excited because I was able to get Dr. Charlotte on the podcast. Now, let me tell you about Dr. Charlotte. Now, remember, reading bios is not my ministry. So I'm going to tell you a little something, something. She's going to go ahead and tell you more something, something. So what you need to know about Dr. Charlotte is number one, she is so smart. Okay, doctor's in her name. So she is a doctor. She is an ophthalmologist. We'll probably have to take a little moment too because some people don't always know the difference between an optometrist and an ophthalmologist. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all about 
educating the peeps. So we'll make sure we cover that too. But she's not only an ophthalmologist, she's a pediatric ophthalmologist. So she works with the little eyes, those little itty bitty eyes. So she does all of this, but she is a great businesswoman. She has started a business helping other doctors and healthcare professionals learn how to bill and code correctly so that they can actually get paid. Now, you might say, well, doctors getting all the money. Most of us aren't getting all the money. But part of the reason it's important for us to be able to bill and code correctly is so that we make enough money to keep the lights on so we can keep seeing y'all. Because when folks don't get the money, they can't pay their bills. When you can't pay your bills, you can't see the patients because you have no power. Who wants no power? I realize I've gone on a super tangent. Dr. Charlotte is also a mom. Yes, I said it. She's a mom. She's a wife. She does it all. And she does real estate. She just does all the things. But Dr. Charlotte, can you tell the people a little bit more about yourself? Hi, Dr. Erica. Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> you, you did a great job. If you ask me what I would uh, love to tell people about myself, I guess I would like to say that I'm just, you know, happy to be alive, gracious, uh, have tons of gratitude. And like you said, I am a mom, right? So mm -hmm. I'm in a little bit of transition in my life. And I currently work for a hospital, but I am actually going to ha be an owner of my own medical practice. So my side gig of teaching other doctors how to bill and code. It's actually helping me figure out to how to run my new practice. So, Sweet. so yeah, so much stuff. So being a mom, taking a risk, right? Because working mm -hmm. for somebody, no matter what field you're in is safe, but right. We don't want to, we don't want to not follow our dreams and our aspirations. And so, um, that that's a challenge I'm about to embark on. Look at you living on the edge, all the way on the edge. I'm so excited. I know you're going to continue to do great things because I can't say you're going to do great things like you weren't doing great things before. So one of the things I usually do early in the show to give the people just a little bit of an idea more about you is some this or that questions. Is it okay if I ask you a few this or that questions? Sounds great. I'm I'm really excited to hear what you say. The first one is steak or sushi. If you can see the face she's making, I don't know if this is a none of the above or I like it all face. Yes, I like it all. I like both. You know, <laughs> I've lived in Texas for the past 10 years, so you cannot pass up a good steak. And my mother-in-law gets wonderful ribeyes for the, from the country store, but I do like a little sushi too. <laughs> okay. That is reasonable. That is reasonable. The next one is ice cream or cake. Ice cream, because uh, my husband works for an ice cream company. Oh, I'm down. I'm down. What's your favorite flavor? Cookie dough. Cookie dough ice cream. Oh, that takes me back. I remember I just, I'd, I hadn't discovered it until I got to like, I think I was maybe even in med school when I discovered cookie dough ice cream. At the earliest, it was college, but it's some yummy stuff. When I um, met my husband, my dad uh came by the house and he said, doctor, I think you're gaining some weight. And I'm like, hey, dad, have some of this. And then he could see why. <laughs> I don't know what it is about parents. It's like, don't don't you love how they're like, you know, you gained weight. And it's like, 
No, I don't know. I look at myself naked every day and I put on my clothes. I had no idea I gained weight. (laughs) Thanks for being the light bulb in my world. (laughs) Just saying. Maybe that's my own stuff. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad he got on the um, ice cream train. The next one is tea or coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. Sometimes I just like that jolt of caffeine. What's your favorite kind of coffee? Black coffee with a couple of the um, French vanilla creamers in it. Um, Okay. All right. All right. And the last one is running or biking. Both are hard. I guess if I had to choose a workout for this evening, I would say biking. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> that That is fair. So we're going to go ahead and, and get into the meat of this conversation. Well, the beginning of the meat. You know, I feel like it's a sandwich. We're going to start. It's, I guess then if it's a sandwich, we aren't getting to the meat. We're getting to the bread. <laughs> really good bread, though. Maybe ciabatta. I really like ciabatta or focaccia. Something like that. So can you tell the people, because it gets kind of confusing, what's the difference between an optician, an optometrist, and an ophthalmologist? Well, let's start with ophthalmologist. Let's start with what I am. So an ophthalmologist is actually an eye physician and surgeon. So an ophthalmologist has to go to college, you know, either for three to four years, uh, medical school, so four years of medical training. They have to do a year of general medicine or rotating internship where they study internal medicine. Some may study OB, some may study family practice, but they have to have a very strong foundation in general medicine. And then the ophthalmology, the eye surgery training is three years. And then some people even subspecialize. And like you said, Dr. Erica, I took an extra year to be an expert in pediatric ophthalmologist and adult strabismus or patients, adult patients that have misaligned eyes. So an ophthalmologist is a medical doctor. So that makes me a little bit more in tune for eye conditions that may be caused by a stroke or other medical problems. Okay. An optometrist, they go to, I think most of them do go to college, but then they go to a school of optometry where they have an eye curriculum that's four years, but they aren't trained in the hospital like physicians are. And then the optician is the person who helps you pick out your glasses, make sure they're, um, they're made correctly and they fit properly on your face, whatever the eye doctor ordered, Mm -hmm. meaning the optometrist or the ophthalmologist. Thank you. I appreciate it because I know for some people it gets really, really confusing because they'll say eye doctor and eye doctor ends up being like everybody. And sometimes you don't just need everybody. You need something specific. So because I, I don't know if for you, is it le- for you the same way as for me? Because like as a psychiatrist, a lot of people don't know the difference between a psychologist and a psychiatrist. Does that happen to you where it seems like people don't really know the difference? Exactly. Exactly. We're um, highly trained, but it is so important to see the highly trained person so they can tell you that your problem may not be that serious. <laughs> but that's how I... Um, you know, kind of, kind of put it because some, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And that's why 
medical school is so long and eye surgery training is so long and, you know, your training at Harvard was so long. So you could figure out which things are the serious things and which things aren't. And the reason why medical training is so long is so you get to be in so many different situations where you always know what's serious. Indeed. And and I'm just excited to speak to you. And I, I have this question because I, I know sometimes I feel like, you know, my purpose is to help make psychiatry sexy again. What do you think is the sexiest thing about ophthalmology? I, one of my colleagues posted something the other day and said something about, I help children see in the future or something like that. But what the majority of pediatric ophthalmology is, is um, treatment of misaligned eyes. And you know about the brain and the brain is actually a pretty strong organ. So if a child has a misaligned eye, the child can't tell you. The child's not going to say, hey, mommy, this eye is blurry. But the brain is so smart. The child doesn't want to see two images. So the brain shuts off the image in that eye. So I don't know if what I do is is sexy, but I help children make sure they have two eyes so they can see wonderfully in the future. Girl, don't underestimate the sexy. <laughs> that is sexy. And, and just on the in the realm of eye health, I have a couple questions. My next one is when you're dealing with all of these people dealing with malaligned eyes, do you find people end up realizing that their eyes are malaligned because they're either seeing double, blurry, or something? Or is it more of other people notice because they look cross-eyed or like their eyes are going all over the place? So children don't notice. It's their parents who have to pick up the problem or, you know, hopefully most kids are getting their routine exams with their pediatrician. So, hey, parents got to be parents. They have to make sure that their child's eyes are straight. And when they look at their child's eyes, that things are normal. And also that's what the pediatrician is checking for. So children don't know that there's a problem. Sometimes children may know if they, um, need a pair of glasses. And that's after the fact, then they get their glasses and they can see and they can describe things, right? Parents feel really bad. Um, Adults, so I take care of misaligned eyes. So an adult who is in a car accident and may damage the nerve and have misaligned eyes, they Mm -hmm. may complain of double vision and they're more vocal about the problem. Or adults who had the misaligned eyes as children, they don't have double vision, but they want their self-confidence back, right? They want their peripheral vision, their binocular vision, but they also want to be able to look their colleagues in the eyes. So, so that, that, that's, that's a, a good feeling when I help my patients have their eyes become straight because everybody, you know, wants to, wants to, to look a certain way. Yes. And as a child psychiatrist, one of the things that came to my mind as soon as you started talking about this was thinking that, children would be potentially teased if, if there are, you know, there's sometimes when people's alignment is really minor and subtle where it would be hard for other people to see, but other times where it's the eyes either look crossed or they're just going in totally different directions. And it seems like some of the presentations might be these kids are getting teased. 
Do you feel like you end up talking to th- these kids and they're getting teased about this? Or is this all stuff coming in my head because I'm a psychiatrist? Well, the younger the kids get treated, the better, right? So the young mm-hmm. kids don't care. The kids that are 8, 9, 10, 11, they just don't want to have surgery, but their parents make them have surgery anyway. And I do think the teenagers do. I think teenagers are very self-conscious. Um, and then I guess if you have a good group of friends, then then they don't say anything about okay. your eyes. I actually, one of my best referrals was um, a mom who brought her child that was seven years old that had misaligned eyes. And so I counseled the mom about surgery. And then the mom was like, by the way, I have a 21 year old who has the same problem. And I said, Oh, oh wow. send her to the office. And you, you, it was so pronounced Dr. Erica. And I asked the, the young lady, I said, do your friends say anything? And she said, they never say anything about it to me. And I'm like, wow, you have some really kind friends. And she was a newlywed. Her husband was stationed abroad. And I said, your husband's going to be so surprised. And the the best benefit of strabismus surgery or surgery for misaligned eyes is to have some depth perception and binocular okay. vision. So she looked like a whole new woman Aww. after her surgery. Now, what would you advise people? Because I know a lot of times we don't, we have all these conversations about, you know, you need to eat healthy, you need to exercise and all this stuff for your health. What are some things that people can do for their eye health since your eyes are really important and you kind of only get one set of them? So if you had to think of what, if there were a handful of things you could do to have the best eye health, what would they be? So I have a different set of advice uh, for kids versus adults. Kids, you need to follow with your, they need to follow with their pediatrician or family medicine doctors. They're the experts. They're the ones to look at your child's eyes and say, hey, um, there's not a good red reflex. You know, those old days where there are actually cameras and your eyes would leave mm-hmm. a red halo. The doctors are checking for that. Um, also, school screening. So really, the first four years of life is really structural. Is there a normal red reflex? Are the eyelids normal? But then as kids get older, they actually need a vision screening. So not everybody has to go to the eye doctor and get dilated, but they sh- but somebody should sit down with them and have them read a chart. They kind of fix some of that technology. There's an auto refractor that can can tell us which kids are at risk. So really, I would tell people, keep with your routine doctor's appointments and then but then that's when you show up at the expert's office because unfortunately some kids get glasses that don't need glasses. Uh, Now how about for grownups? For grownups, the um, screening recommendations are less. So every five years until you get about 50, but then 50, you know, you should be checked every year. Um, Family history is a big thing, right? So if you, come from two parents that are glasses wearers, <laughs> you're going to fail that vision screen at the pediatrician's office and the ophthalmologist or the optometrist will be your best friend changing and managing your glasses or contact lenses throughout life. Um, but one serious eye disease that usually is very silent is glaucoma. So that's okay. why that eye, that complete eye exam at age 50 is important. So 
what glaucoma is in um, the optic nerve is the cord from the brain. And sometimes it's associated with increased eye pressure, putting too much pressure on the brain, but it's not always. So some people can have normal pressure and still have damage to that optic nerve. So that's why it's so important to get a dilated eye exam where that optic nerve, that brain tissue is examined because once the brain tissue is dead, there's nothing else to, there's nothing, there's nothing you can do to fix it compared to cataract surgery or LASIK surgery. So making sure that you keep with your recommended screening appointments, just like breast exams and colonoscopies, that's that's something that's very important to make sure that's de- that's done for your eye health. Oh, thank you. So all the people out there, you hear one of the best things you can do to take care of your eyes is to actually get them checked. <laughs> it sounds so simple. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a great conversation. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more conversation from my amazing guest and yours truly on Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for the better tip of the week. The holidays are fast approaching, and you know what that means for most of you. Days off. I feel like we're talking about snow days as a kid. The better tip of the week is to still continue your morning and nighttime routines even while off, even if you're traveling. This will continue to put structure in your day and keep you on schedule. Did I mention sleep is essential to your mind, body, and spirit? You'll feel better and have more energy so that you can enjoy your time off when you have some structure still in your day. Did you see how I snuck in one of those pesky better seven principles? Those seven areas that are essential to be better, do better, and live better? (laughs) Yes, I did it. So you can do it. Keep those morning and nighttime routines going even through your vacations. Back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. So I, I know you do a few things other than or wear hats other than Dr. Charlotte, master pediatric ophthalmologist and strabismus superwoman. Um, Can you tell the people a little bit more about how you roll in these other things like real estate and coaching while still being such a phenomenal ophthalmologist? So I've always liked real estate and um, the timing was right. I got my first couple homes in 2010 when the market Mm -hmm. was low. I had interacted with a real estate agent who worked with a bunch of investors and I was next in line. Apparently his investors didn't have money for these projects. And so I was hooked um, and have been truly blessed to be a doctor and have some of that um, doctor income to mm-hmm. invest in real estate and other homes. But that shows my personality. I know every tenant that lives in my houses. Um, I like to go by and my husband and my children, we keep up the houses, we clean the houses when there's, Aww. you know, time for turnover, you know, maybe it's like a mini monopoly, but um, we also are proud that we're providing homes for people, safe homes, quiet homes. Uh, I don't know if you live in an apartment, Dr. Erica, but as I get older, you know, 
you, you want more space. So yeah. some, some of our tenants that we have are so happy to live in homes compared Aww. to, you know, apartments. And we, my husband and I, we treat people how we want to be treated. So we have a couple air conditioners in our garage if somebody gets too hot, if something okay. breaks down. But it's just like any other business, right? It, it, it shows what your shows your skills and your talents and everything I do. Um, and my husband, cause I couldn't do it without him. I'm the, mm. I'm the, um, numbers lady and he's the one who calls the repair guy. Uh, it's our teamwork, but, but it's a reflection of who we are. We try to treat people how we want to be treated. And this is going to be the revenue stream for our children to go to college. Oh, I love it. And I, I love how there's so much a future in, in what you do. It's I help children see so they can see in the future and have a better future. And you're doing real estate to build a legacy for your children. I, I love all of that. So talking about children, family, real estate, the wonderful world of ophthalmology, how have you done with balancing all of these things in the crazy mixed up world of the pandemic, also known as the COVID? Hmm. I, I do need to um, get better and more consistent with my workout, but um, COVID has actually made me reflect and spend time with people who are important to me. So my mom and I, we have actually signed up for a cooking class Aww. and we go to our healthy eating cooking class um, every week. So yesterday, it's on Thursday, yesterday we learned how to make sweet potato fries, healthy fries. Uh, we learned about barley and lentil soup. We're, mm-hmm. we're learning how our plate is supposed to be um, arranged. And my philosophy is one day at a time. You can't do anything about the past. You can do something about the future. And you have to have a positive mindset. And one reason I'm so excited to be on your show is because you're someone with a positive mindset. Oh, I love thank talking you. to you. Well, and the interesting thing is you mentioning one day at a time, I literally was having, I've had, I feel like sometimes Groundhog Day with some of my patients, because right now, everyone is individual having an individual experience, but some of the things that are going on are very common. And I keep having these conversations about my new thing is like, okay, we're going to do these grounding exercises, because I have so many people that are are so anxious. And a lot of it is, it's all of these feelings and all of this guilt or, or disappointment of the past. And then all of this anxiety of what's going to happen in the future. So it's one of the reasons a lot of times we like grounding exercises, because then it helps put people in the, the present, which number one, present moment awareness typically feels a lot better than being stressed out about all these other things. Um, Also, it helps you ground and then become reconnected with where you are. And it also probably puts you in a better place also for, for gratitude. But if you're in the present moment, it keeps you from spinning from anxiety of the future and the guilt from the past. So I, I love what you said. And it's something that's really important to me that I actually talk to a lot of people about, because the other thing is it's, when you're when you're in the space in these spaces of gratitude and living each day and kind of taking it day by day, it also puts you in the space. I know sometimes I mention the better seven, those seven essential areas for you to have that better life, is that then it makes it easier for you to also have positive self-talk. 
you also mentioned being able to really engage in your supports and the people that you care about. And for all of us, and my wish to everyone listening and Dr. Charlotte, but she knows this, I've told her, is that when when you wake up every morning and you slide your feet off the edge of your bed, is that when you're doing that, you're excited about the day, not dreading the start of the day or dreading going to work. And then when you get back in the bed, I want you to be able to to at least think of one thing in the day that made that day worth living. That would be my wish for all of you. I feel like I'm getting sensitive all of a sudden. It's so important, right? Of all the material things that we can have, peace of mind and that mindset is something that's priceless. And I love how intentional you got around spending time with people you care about and also intentional about reflecting on your own life. And I, I feel like that's that's one of the gifts because there, a lot of people don't feel like anything good came out of this pandemic. But one of the gifts out of the pandemic was the space because it made a lot of people slow down in some ways, even if work for some people picked up. But the busyness of just running around everywhere is that slowdown help help you and lots of people start thinking about what really makes you happy? What do you really need? What do you really want to do? And with this reality of all of our own mortality that happened during COVID is you start thinking about what is it you want out of life? Not what somebody told you you should want, not what your mama said you should want, not what society told you what you should want, what you actually want, because I feel like through the pandemic, and you can let me know your thoughts, is one thing that became acutely aware, I became I became acutely aware of, was that none of us know what day we're checking out. It also means we don't know what day the people we love are checking out either. No, I definitely, I definitely agree. And like I told you, I'm, I'm purchasing this practice. Hopefully I will be able to design it the way I want to design it. Uh, and one thing during the pandemic, I said, well, do I really want to work the same way I'm working? And doing mm-hmm. something new and different is anxiety provoking, but staying in the same situation and hoping for a different result is even more (laughs) provoking. So, but it took me a time to get to that point. And I know I was at the right place at the right time because I've been the, where I've been living in Texas for nine years. And I know, you know, I've helped, you know, tons of children. I enjoy my relationship with my colleagues. You know, I like my staff, but it's just time for change. And I'm going to claim it. This practice is going to be just the way you want it. We are claiming it. And that's one of the reasons I got my own telepsychiatry practice because I wanted wanted to build something the way I wanted it, not to be trying to find workarounds for other people's systems. So I'm really excited to see how you build out the service that you really, truly want to provide because I know it's going to be great. No, thank you. And Dr. Erica said, I, I wear a lot of hats. So 
Um, I also coach doctors on how to bill and code better because in medical school, they teach us everything about doctoring and very little about the business side of medicine. And even physicians who are employed, they have to learn how to charge for their work. So that was one something that once I learned, I felt it was beneficial to my practice of medicine, but I wanted to give back and make sure that great doctors like Dr. Erica, that they know how to charge for their work so they can keep the lights on. Because I think most physicians are passionate about taking care of patients, but you can't have a nurse, you can't have a building, you can't have anything else without learning the numbers too. I think physicians are smart enough to know, know, learn the numbers. Well, you said it right. We're taught how to take care of people. We're not taught how to run a business. And especially as built billing and coding has shifted. There are so many nuances and I swear they change the stuff all the time that I'm, I'm so excited that that's something else that you do because people out there, just like I said earlier, that a lot of times people think we're getting all the money. I'm not trying, I'm not pulling out a baby violin on y'all. Most of us aren't getting all of the money. Well, all those bills, it ain't, it's not coming to us most of the time. People don't know how people don't know how the healthcare system works, and why should they? Right, most people are young, they're healthy, and when they encounter the healthcare system, they're in a state of crisis. So how how do you learn something new in the state of crisis? So you, Dr. Erica, having this platform and educating people on how the medical system works, your insurance is a relationship between you and your insurance company. What you pay for insurance, a lot of that doesn't go to your doctor, right? Mm -mm. So there are some things your insurance doesn't cover. So you as a person have to decide, hey, is this investment that's not covered by my insurance, is that worth me paying for? And as a physician who, as I know, I'm highly trained, if your insurance doesn't cover something that I'm offering, I still suggest that you know that you, you that you find it, but one challenge in healthcare is that there are other. I don't know what the best word is providers that don't have as much experience as the physicians. So, when you invest in some of those um, resources and they don't work and then you're tapped out and then the doctor gets the the anger and the abuse of, hey, but I've already done this and this and this and it hasn't worked. Um, I think that's a challenge. I think people in our society, they have to just educate themselves about corporate medicine and finding a physician that they trust that will listen to them and guide them and be honest with them. And you say glaucoma is a disease of the optic nerve. And if your pressure is too high, you're going to go blind. There's nothing the physician can do to bring your vision back. Now, if you meet a glaucoma surgeon and they're the ones who are giving you surgery to control your pressure, they may be able to prevent you from losing more vision, but there's no one that can magically make your vision come back. So you have to educate yourself. You have to understand 
just what's going on in your in your world and it's and it's more than a google search so that's so that's why you know oh, come on. go to medical school for four years and you know i did five years of post-medical school training I hear you. And I, you're making me think I need to actually do, I need to do an episode that's specifically on advocating for your health and understanding the system because it it is really complicated. And I, I think this is a really good place to leave that. Now, don't let me forget. I'm going to talk to you later about where people can find you. Now, when I talk to her about where we can find her, we'll talk about also where those doctors out there that need that billing and coding coaching and information can get that. But don't let me forget, Dr. Charlotte. Okay. Don't let me forget. Listen, this conversation is nothing without you. So stay right here and we'll be back in a few moments. Better with Dr. Erica. It's time for Get Your Better On. You've probably heard the news that there is another variant of COVID-19 called Omicron. This comes at a time where a lot of people have been hoping or thinking that we are at the end of this pandemic. Unfortunately, we aren't, so I know this can be a challenge for you. So let me give you a little bit of positive energy. Let's try to squeeze a little good out of this pandemic. So take some time to think about some things that you have learned about yourself or anything good that has happened despite or in the midst of this pandemic. I'll give you two examples. I learned that another one of my superpowers is being adaptable. I also learned that I am pretty simple at heart. Now it's your turn. Don't overlook the gift and positive energy that comes with clarity. Sometimes you just need to get quiet and think a little. So I know you're going to be able to think of some things that you've learned or that you've realized about yourself at this time. Welcome to Goodwin Medical Associates, where we provide customized, caring telepsychiatry that is delivered with compassion by a Harvard-trained, double-board-certified psychiatrist. Don't you know that everyone, including you, deserves great mental health? Visit www.goodwintelepsych.com for more information and to book your free consultation. Let me introduce you to Better Nation. Better Nation is the community of people that follow the Better with Dr. Erica podcast that are like you and want to be better, do better, and live better. By becoming a member of Better Nation, you also get to receive member-only bonus content to put you officially in the inner circle, show notes with timestamps so you don't have to search for your favorite moments, and some bonus free coaching tools. So visit joinbetternation.com, that's joinbetternation.com, to become a VIP and be a part of Better Nation. Back to the show. Better with Dr. Erica. So now it is time to transition into the speed round. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Question number one. What is the best lesson that you learned from your father? You know, education came easy to me. It came easy to me because he was a professor. So oh, wow. He said, value your education, value your intelligence, value your your smarts and um, that's what I'm doing now. I feel the world is um, my oyster. <laughs> oh, I love it. The next thing is, what is one free thing that you do for self-care? One free thing I do for self-care. Hmm. Sometimes you just have to close your eyes at your desk at work. <laughs> I am not mad at that. I I am 
not mad at that at all. And one time we were all in this class and I remember we were all talking about, we can all breathe at work. You know, you're sitting there like, I'm going to do this breathing with my eyes closed at my desk. <laughs> but, but via the RV, Dr. Erica, that's my, my husband and I have become intentional about spending time with our kids. So you know, when they, when they look back at their childhood, they're like, we did something fun with oh, our parents. I love it. I remember road tripping with my parents in the, our conversion van back in the day. I guess that's telling my age when <laughs> I even mention a conversion van. What's something that has helped you during the pandemic? My support network of um, business besties. So before the pandemic, I invested in some business coaching and the camaraderie of my other colleagues, doctors like me trying to make their world a better place um, beyond the exam room, that, that, that really has helped. Oh, I love it. I love it. You have good business, besties. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is, what would you like to be remembered for? I'd like to be remembered for being someone who's positive and just trying to do their best and and change the world and maybe 10, 20, 30 years in the future, a former patient will be like, because of Dr. Charlotte, my eyes are straight and I can see out of two eyes, not one. I feel like there should be like a reunion of Dr. Charlotte paper patients coming together in the future saying, Dr. Charlotte fixed my life. <laughs> she changed my life. And I feel like then like behind it would be that song. I can be, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. <laughs> well, you know, you know, with HIPAA, you can't really post pictures. Uh, but when I did my training <clears throat> a while ago, you actually could post pictures. So my fellowship director was in his mid sixties by the time I did my fellowship with him. And he had a wall of all his patients, this huge wall. And one time a former patient brought back her baby and she oh, was wow. actually able to find her picture <gasps> that was probably 25 to 30 years old on the wall. So you gotta love full circles. I know. And, and see, you're letting me engage in my bad singing on this podcast. <laughs> so my singing is not good. Uh, unlike my accountability partner, I do not have a voice. And I love people, actually, you got, you got to love the digital world and Facebook. So my pediatrician's son somehow is now my Facebook friend. And I said, do you know you know, Dr. Uwe, he's like, yeah, that's my dad. And I said, well, tell him I'm a doctor now. Oh, and that's so sweet. <laughs> I survived childhood. <laughs> Shoot, it's, it's, you not just survived childhood, you survived mommyhood, <laughs> wifehood, and, and this doctor stuff, that's a survival too. So I gotta, I, I'm, as, as one of my coaches would say, I'm raising the roof. Um, <laughs> It never sounds right when I say it. Plus, it's it's old, but it just works. You can't see what I'm doing, so I have to say what I'm doing. So I have to ask you, do you have any final thoughts or takeaways for the people? Find your tribe. 
you know, use common sense. Nothing in life is free. You have to do your homework. You have to invest. You have to educate yourself. Uh, but we are truly blessed to have this thing, um, the human experience. And so, again, we can't do anything about the past. We can live in the present and work on our future. And thank you for having me on your podcast today, Dr. Erica. You're welcome. I love that because it's like, do the work. Don't do this journey of life alone. There was another one. I had it all in my head, smooth. It was so, so smooth. Be great. I got it. I got it. I got it. Be grateful. <laughs> I feel like a bell needs to ring. Yeah. Hey, you know, sometimes I feel like I start getting pandemic brain. <laughs> we're, we're, we're not, we're not going to claim that. <laughs> and so, and so you, you, we will need our public service announcement. I encourage your listeners to get vaccinated. Um, COVID with a vaccine is a lot less rigorous without the vaccine. So, we 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 pray that your listeners don't get it, but they do protect themselves if they encounter the virus. Yeah. I, I wish we could all say we were on the other side of COVID and some people act like we are. We aren't. Um, but I still need the people to know where to find you. Can you tell the folks where they can find you? So uh, two places. If you know a doctor that needs to run their business a little bit better, know how to bill and code better, um, I can be found at Dr. Charlotte MD. That's both on social media and the web, www.drcharlottemd.com. Uh, my name of my new practice is called Clear Vision Pediatric Ophthalmology. Aww. And my current Facebook group for parents or people just interested in eye problems is Through Their Eyes. Through Their Eyes. Oh, I love how your stuff is named. So um, that's where I'm at. I just feel warm and fuzzy just hearing the names of the stuff. Like, I just, just want to, I want to, I want to see through their eyes. I want to be through their eyes, through your eyes, through all the eyes. That's what I want. So the first thing I want to say is I thank you, Dr. Charlotte, for taking time out of your busy schedule, your super busy life to spread some knowledge with my people, but also to do quality time with me. So thanks for answering the call. And when I asked, you answered and you showed up. So the first thing is thank you to that. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate you trusting me enough to have me in your ears and trusting that I will have good guests for you. So thank you for showing up. There are many podcasts you could be listening to and you chose to listen to mine. Now, my final thought of the day or for this episode, because I won't say it's for the day because you're going to listen to this on a day that's not this day that I'm taping. So my final thought is we always talk about taking care of your whole health, all of your health, all these dimensions of health. And in the midst of a lot of the health maintenance that we have to do to make sure that we're getting checked up and having our best health, 
is we always talk about mammograms. We talk about colon cancer screenings and colonoscopies. We talk about your yearly physical. We talk about your yearly labs. But I don't want you to forget about your eyes because it's not like you. this isn't a sci-fi movie. You can't, you can't jack up your eyes and then get another set like some of these movies we watch. You have to take care of your eyes. And part of taking care of your eyes, I want you to actually get your eyes checked. And if there is an issue, actually see the ophthalmologist. It's simple. I mean, and then there's other random stuff that we're not going to get into. But it's it seems logical. Like if you don't have overnight contact lenses, don't sleep in them. Don't rub your eyes beyond the fact that you can give yourself a corneal abrasion is that COVID and some of these other infectious diseases can be transmitted through your eyes. So you don't want to just be rubbing your eyes. Not to mention, nobody wants puffy red eyes. Nobody wants that. So the main thing is, is just get your eyes checked and, and treat your eyes like part of your body. Be kind to your eyes. That's what I got for you. Because one of the things people will always notice about you is your eyes. Because when you look at people, you're going to look into their eyes. They're going to look into your eyes. And you want a situation where you have healthy eyes when you do all of that. Plus, I want you to be able to see into the future. Not because you're a psychic, but because you can actually see. So so that's what I got for you. So be kind to your eyes and kind to yourself and kind to your heart. I guess that's wrapping it up with the long version of the takeaway. Um, the housekeeping stuff I got for you, I'm going to do it quick and then we're going to get you out of here. The first thing is if you like what you heard, do me a favor, please subscribe or follow it makes a huge difference for me. I know it may, you may not think much of it, but it's huge. There are certain things that allow me to bring better content and to also display the podcast to others to possibly also get some more sponsorship, which helps me get even more guests for you is I need you to follow or subscribe. Not only does it help me, but also then whenever I drop anything, you're going to get a notification. You won't miss a single thing. The next thing I want you to know is it would be nice if you'd rate it. Give me five stars, please. I feel like the Uber driver that's like, give me five stars. But yes, I did it. Um, don't freak if you don't see it everywhere. It's on Apple Podcasts and Audible. You may not see it everywhere. You will not see it on Spotify. So don't freak if you don't see it. The last thing is if you can write a review, that would be so helpful. Now on to the next housekeeping thing. Are you ready? Okay. Beyond the fact that I have many things for you. You do have one bit of homework beyond just potentially listening to other episodes if you want to get caught up or you're new to the podcast is I want you to call at least one person that you love and tell them that you love them. And it has to be a legit call. So audio or video, but call not a text message and tell them you love them. And I bet they'll tell it to you back. We can all use a little bit more love in our lives. So that's what I got for you today. I'm so happy that you showed up. And again, I'm your host, Dr. Erica, 
and we are here to help you be better, do better, and live better. And I'm here to put you back into your life. If you're missing me over the week, you can always listen to other episodes. We drop new episodes on Tuesdays. I'm super excited about the next one. You're not going to want to miss it. And the other thing is if you're interested in more detailed show notes than you see in the podcast descriptions, you can always join Better Nation. That's the crew of folks that follow my podcast, but also just really want that better life. So all you have to do is go to joinbetternation.com, joinbetternation.com. You'll get access to enhanced show notes, bonuses, all kinds of stuff. But that's what I got for you today. So take care of yourself. Oh, and the other thing is don't spend all day and all night in front of your computer. I feel like I feel like I'm getting I'm channeling an ophthalmologist today, even though I'm not. But I want to channel it. I feel like I'm channeling it. Take some time. Live some real life. Just like we tell kids that you should be playing outside or playing a board game, something other than a video game. As adults, we need something other than screens, too. So your your body needs love, too. Get some exercise. Get some fresh air. I feel like I decided to get PSAs at the end of this episode, so bear with me. But again, until next time, have a better day. Find me on social media at Dr. Erica, D-O-C-T-O-R-E-R-I-C-K-A on all social media and online at betterthepodcast.com. That's betterthepodcast.com. If you like what you heard, tap on that subscribe or follow button, then click share and click rate and review. Now, don't panic if you don't see rate and review. Sometimes it mainly shows up on Apple Podcasts and Audible, but I appreciate hearing your feedback. Check back weekly for new episodes. They drop on Tuesday mornings. Until next time, be better, do better, live better. Better with Dr. Erica. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Beyond the Paper Gown, hosted by Dr. Mitzi Crockover, helps people think critically about women's health issues encouraging them to question and explore the complexities of healthcare systems, scientific advancements, and societal norms. There's a really cool episode that you should check out called Midday Menopause App, and that's about how AI and sensor technology can provide personalized interventions to manage menopause symptoms effectively. Check out Beyond the Paper Gown on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.